Hey, 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 welcome to the Sports Reverence Podcast. My name is Dan. And my name's Drew. We're no experts, but we are the Sports Reverence. Hey, the Sports Reverends are back, and we got the coach with us. How's it going, coach? Going good. Holla at your boy. We are all rocking our COVID-19 hairdos. There's a lot of flow, a lot of gruff and griff on our faces, and we are looking good. Now, let's get into some of the Sports Reverends news, the quick hairdos that we got here. The MLB owners have okayed the proposal for a July start. The AHL, unfortunately, has announced their season cancellation. The German Bundesliga is returning this Saturday, the first major European soccer league to return to action. Two top NBA prospects are foregoing college to enter the G League. There's a potential restarts happening for the NHL and NBA. We're excited for that. Uh, Let's make fun of the new uniforms that the Los Angeles Rams have dropped. They're pretty good. And lastly, the words that have changed the world. At least back in the day when Michael Jordan said it. I don't know if it's changed the world now. But those two words are, I'm back. And Iron Mike Tyson says he's ready to fight at the age of 53. Followed by Evander Holyfield saying he's back at the age of 57. So boys, do we want to see Iron Mike, Evander Holyfield, back at it again? That was the first fight I've ever seen in my life. My dad let me watch with uh with you coach and my mom was furious about that because there was someone bit someone's ear off and it was great um what are your thoughts iron mike evander holyfield you want to see that again bunch of fifth-year-olds i i'm gonna say no boxing is boring enough as is um (laughs) to watch two fifth geriatrics go at it like it's been (laughs) it's been cool to see uh Tyson's Instagram posts about him. Like, I want to see you say that to their faces. You say that to their faces, all right? You saw Mike Tyson's quick hands. Are you kidding me right now? Yeah, but doesn't mean I want to watch it. If he's gonna, he's gonna hit me. He's gonna kill me. Oh come on! Pure. The guy's got some power. But if we do a free throw shooting contest, I'm I'm beating Mike Tyson. I can tell you that right now. I I will bet on that for Mike Tyson. Good. Good. You bet and lose all your money. I think we. I think everyone's gonna watch. I'm. I would watch it for sure. Hundred percent. I'm not gonna pay for it. I'm gonna go to someone's house. Hopefully (laughs) by that time to to watch it. But uh, but we're watching it. I think just for the names names involved, like Mike Tyson. Like I never. I never really watched him box. So I. I just know him from movies. I I think (laughs) it's gonna get the same ratings. As McGregor and uh, which was awesome. It's good. I, I think I think that's why you're watching it. You're watching yeah. it not because you're looking for great boxing, but you're looking to go into nostalgia with these two guys. What do you think, Dan? Well, you know when Iron Mike says he's back, it kind of sounds like he wants to fight like Tyson Fury and like those young guys that are. They're actually like they probably have like 50 pounds on them and are obviously really younger. But I just think. He needs to chill for sure. I think I would only want to watch Iron Mike fight Evander Holyfield again. I don't want him to fight these young guys because I don't want Iron Mike to pass away. And what if he wins? Like, what, happens, what if he wins? 
What is that? What is that going to say for the state of boxing? That some fifty-year-old guy <laughs> comes in, whoops some young kids, and is now the, the champ. Or what if he dies and the state of boxing allowed a fifty-three-year-old <laughs> to j- come join in and let Tyson Fury and whoever else is good in boxing now? Well, didn't George Foreman do the same thing? Yeah, at the age come, of fifty, he came I back. Think he, was, he was big. Like he was big. I think he came came back. He was he was older. All right. But I want I want to see it. No All matter right. what the, no matter what the outcome, I want to see it. Yeah, I'm coming to your place and you're paying for it. <laughs> Done. We're going to Drew's. You're gonna watch it. So the news around the NCAA basketball. Uh, I think NCAA basketball is a little bit in trouble here. Uh, the there's been a five top prospects that are NBA prospects that are foregoing the NCAA. They're going to the G League. What are some of your guys' thoughts on that? And I have a couple questions because I actually need some information on it. But go ahead first. Well, I, well, I, I heard uh, some interesting comments from Jason Tatum uh, today talking about uh, what he would do, uh, his decision. And he said if he could rewind uh, to when he was coming out of high school and he had the option to go to the G League, he definitely would have – thought about it and probably would have gone but he also said knowing what he knows now he would have still gone to duke so it's interesting that they they'll now have this option but i hope that some kids don't regret their decision going forward because guys coming out of college a lot of them say they they enjoy the experience not just for the basketball but for the school uh, as a whole yeah I, I think i think the ncaa is in a bit of trouble um they've been hoarding this wealth for so long and sure you say oh yeah the guys go to school they get an education they get room and board and stuff but it's like they if the if i if if these top prospects they're gonna make the school at least let's just say at least a million dollars what's 40 50 grand to the, to the university to take care of them it's nothing, right? And now there's new rules coming in about players getting their likenesses and getting a uh, percentage of the profits that way, which is okay. But if you're a young kid, you're 18, and somebody says, okay, here's 300 grand. You get to play with ex-NBA players and, and, and then go to the draft. I think that, that's a very tantalizing proposition. It's like a school of hard knocks almost, right? You miss out on the, the fun side of being in a college team and college lifestyle, yeah. But if you think about basketball as a business, this is probably the best way to go because you're going against tougher competition. There's more expectations. A lot of guys going into college are like, I'm number one. I'm going to come run this team. Where if you go to the G League, you've got some guy who is maybe six, seven years older than you, has 40, 50 pounds on you, and he's going to do some damage. But you're going to learn really quick. Yeah, for sure. I think like the benefit for them to go to the G League and get their six-figure paycheck is gonna change the whole NCAA dynamic. I think all I think from my perspective, 100%, I would do that. And because then you're getting full—that's your full-time job, right? NCAA, you have to figure out classes, you have to figure out all this stuff. You have all your curfews and all that kind of thing, right? This is you're going into it. This is your full-time job. You're dedicated. Their bodies will get ready faster uh they'll be way more league ready in my opinion 
And um, I think that's going to be trouble. I'm, I'm just totally, I'm against the NCAA because they've just been a dictatorship for like a long time. And like, like you said, they've been making millions and millions and millions off these athletes and yeah. it's just been wrong, right? It's just wrong. And uh, uh, I'm all for them going to the G league. And, but I think there's, it's not exactly, is it just the regular G league or is it a, um, is there stipulations in that? I don't think, um, like I wasn't too sure on what the, the format of that was because teams have, I, I think every team every team will have or already has a affiliate in the G League now. Yeah. And so how I, I don't understand how it's going to work because players have two-way contracts and, and all that kind of, kinds of things. And how does that work come draft time? I think um, if, if it's kind of like minor league hockey, right? Um, so at, at this point when they first enter, there's probably going to be some sort of um, – from what at least what it's been like, teams have approached players for workouts and stuff like that. Um, so they're kind of like free agents going into that. And so they can be with whatever team. And then for after that year, then they enter the draft. Right? So then if they get drafted, then they're going to probably get moved to a different G League team. Right. If they don't get drafted, then they're kind of still in that free agent limbo. Uh, okay. That's, see, that's how I, I what I've been reading is kind of how that works. Um, and again, like you said, only five guys have tried this. And I think um, last year, there was a kid who didn't go to the G League because it wasn't available, didn't go to college, but he got a uh, job with, I think it's Under Armour. And so they taught him the business side on his internship. And they also gave him like 12 months of workouts. He had the access to the gym and all that kind of stuff. I forget the kid's name. Where did but he it was like, Huh? So he just didn't play anywhere? He didn't play anywhere, you know, but he just had like the gym worked out, like did his own thing. Um, so he wasn't part of a league, but he learned, he got paid to do that, got paid to work on his body and he got drafted. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's I think the, the monopoly on how to get to the NBA is changing. Yeah. Especially yeah. as you, especially as athletes now consider their brand and their future outside of basketball as well. Yeah, I think yeah, I think a lot of things will change. I think they might drop the age of uh, you can go, you can declare anytime. Um, I think that's in the future, and uh, yeah, but because basketball, go ahead, Drew. Ba- basketball and football are the only two sports that have it, right? The mandatory. Yeah. Yeah. College. Uh, yeah. Isn't hockey? No. 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 Because hockey, you can go, you can play junior right. hockey. Yeah. Right. You can get drafted out of junior hockey or you can go play college hockey too. Right. Because college um, football, you got to be there for three years. Yeah, three years for college football. Which yeah. makes sense though. Yeah, yeah, I think that makes sense for college football. All I hope though with this whole, if they're going to start paying for players' likeness, I hope the college sports games are back for video games. That's what I hope. <laughs> yeah, that'd be incredible. And... I also I also hope they find a way to make the G League more entertaining as well. I think that will auto- automatically, but hope they market it better. Uh, yeah, because you don't have access. Even if you get a league pass, you can't get access to G League stuff. No, it's kind of silly. Yeah, you know, I, I, right, but I think just one more. I think just one more thing is if we have to. The biggest concern is if you take away the age limit thing, is as an owner, 
you're going to be giving an 18 year old, you know, 44 to $5 million a year. And that could set back your franchise. That's the whole reason why they brought it in the first place is because a lot of owners were drafting or a lot of teams were drafting 18 year olds. Yeah. They weren't panning out. Right. So there's, it, it, I think, I think it's not just going to go away on its own just because of the G league thing. I think it's going to be some time before that just gets pulled out altogether. All right, I'm going to read the Rams legend Eric Dickerson's quotes on their new uniforms, all right? Yes, yes. Starts out by saying, I just don't like the stripe around the sleeve. It's not big enough. It almost looks like a lightning bolt, like the Chargers uniform. I don't like the stripe down the pants. I wish it was bigger. And the horn, man, it's horrible. I mean, it's terrible. I just feel like they really took away from the Rams uniform, and it looks almost like a Chargers logo. It looks like two bananas is what it looks like. And then he goes on to say, I like, like I told them, this is football, he said. This ain't nothing to do with surfing. This ain't nothing to do with waves. This is football. This is a man's sport. And to me, it just looks soft. It don't look like football. It don't look hard. With that being said, <laughs> what is your take? Let's start with Drew on the Rams uniform. And, like, I love hearing Eric Dickerson talk like he's always on Colin Cowherd and I, I listen to him rant about stuff yeah um that was me, a terrible De- Eric Dickerson impression it was it was uh, I'll give uh, yeah but to be honest when I look at the uniforms I don't see much difference like <laughs> like that's just my honest opinion when I look at it it's like what did they really change maybe I don't look at their uniforms that closely but to me it looks pretty similar to what it was before do you see what's Um, on their helmet though the la and then like it's supposed to be a ram horn around the la and it kind of looks like a c yeah Yeah, but i I see that so it it looks like the charters kind i I get where he's coming from but the colors still pop and the new helmets look good say the colors look good before all this he does say he likes the colors and he was a little bit like happy about it but then he went on this rant yeah i from when from the viewing angles you get as a fan watching on TV, you don't care. Really? Well, yeah. I mean, for most people, like you just it's not that big of a deal, I don't think. If you're repping the 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 gear on yourself, then you're gonna have a pers- you're gonna have a, a perception of it. But as a neutral person, it's like, okay, blue and yellow, sure. That's the Rams, okay. It's harder for me to remember it's the LA Rams. Than it is anything else. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll just let all Sports Reverence fans go look at the the logo that they put out that's not on their helmets, and uh, <laughs> let them deduce that logo for themselves and see what's wrong with it themselves. So let's go to the NBA boys. But before that, we're gonna go to a word from our sponsors. Train to Invest is one of North America's leading investment education and training corporations. Our purpose is to provide a new way for families, individuals, and communities to think about wealth management. Through teaching, training, and coaching individuals in the art and science of self-directed investing, we focus on a foundation based on capital preservation. Train to Invest offers a complete education and training experience focusing on fundamental analysis, technical analysis, risk analysis, and developing skills for active trading. To find out more, visit our website at www.traintoinvest.com 
and download our free ebook to start your journey towards financial freedom. Again, that's www.train2invest.com and download our free ebook today. All right, let's hit up what's going on in the NBA. The optimism behind it all is that the NBA looks like it's returning. We don't know how, we don't know the details, but the, con- the consensus between the Players Association, the commissioner, is that if there's a way, we're going to find a way to make it work the NBA to return. With that being said, which teams have benefited the most from the shutdown? You can say a team or teams, whatever you think. I can, I can go first. That's not a problem. I think the Bucks for sure, with Giannis being out, have benefited. Uh, the Raptors will get Gasol back and a few other guys who've had some little injuries. Um, name them I think, all. Just pick a couple. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Um, and I think after the eighth seed, it really doesn't matter because all those teams are terrible in the East. On the West, um, I think it's tough because I, it's, it's a lot of in-between here. I'm hoping, I'm really fingers crossed here that the Spurs will get it together. Um, they'll have time to figure it out and that the 22-year playoff streak will not be in jeopardy. But as we're sitting four games behind the eighth seed right now and not that many games left to go. I think like uh, 10 or 11. Yeah, I'm, I'm highly, I'm, I highly doubt it. I, I, think, I think it's going to help Eastern Conference teams more than the West. Drew? Yeah, I, I was going to say Raptors for sure just because I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, how many minutes – like yeah. Kyle Lowry's up there yeah. and minutes played and, and getting Gazal back and that's gonna be great. Um I think the Lakers, like LeBron getting some rest. He usually takes rest around <laughs> this time anyways. But uh and also I think the Pelicans. Um Ooh, that's, yeah, I, I'd like to like see that. the Pelicans make a run and get in there. And I think giving Zion some time, uh some more time to recover from from uh his injury. Uh they're like four or five games back. It's going to be a tough no, they're only They're only uh, three and a half. Three and a half games back. That's tough still. Um, yeah. yeah. So you're saying if they're healthy, a healthy Zion, do they make the playoffs, Drew? They kick I out think... John Morant? Oh, I yeah. think so. I yeah, think so. for sure. So they catch John Morant. So then you have to give Zion rookie of the year, right? At that point? No, because I don't think it's just Zion that takes off. Like Brandon Ingram was playing well. Lonzo was picking it up too. I know, but like, come on. <laughs> you got to give them rookie of the year if they make the playoffs. Is that what you want me to say? Because yeah. I'm not going to say that. You still say John ja Morant will be rookie of the year. Yeah. Okay, well, I, just I agree breath. with everyone except for the last part. <laughs> Actually, no, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. So um, that's he said me. could. He didn't say would. He said could. What do you think? Um. Yeah, I think. Uh, Definitely Raptors are going to benefit. Definitely Milwaukee. Um, I think also the Indiana Pacers with Victor Oladipo oh, um, getting healthy, they're going to be deadly. Um, I would not want to verse them in the first no. round, second that's round. Yeah, that's going to be a tough out. Uh, that's I think it's lined up that they would play Philly right away or someone like that. Um, someone check for me. And then I'll, I'll just talk about the West. They play the uh, heat. I think, sorry, who? The Heat. Oh, they play the Heat. Oh, my goodness. That'd be, 
that's going to be a good round. Um, I think in the West, I got to say the Clippers benefit from this the most. They need to get healthy. Uh, the rest for Kawhi and Paul George will just make them super deadly come playoff time, which is what they've just been aiming for. So I think it benefits them the most. I think, well, like LeBron came out and said that this rest is hard for him because he's in such a routine keeping his body uh, that way. And I kind of see that, like, I usually would roll my eyes like that, but I see that when you see Kyle Lowry. He needs time to, like, get the rust out after he's been off for a while. When he's playing consistently through, that's when he's at his best. So I could see it's going to be a struggle for him to start getting back. But I one, other, one other one would be the, the Dallas Mavericks, too, I think. Yeah. With Doncic uh, yeah, and Porzingis. Yeah, getting for sure. some because but Porzingis was on fire. Yeah, he's ascending right yeah. now, for sure. Yeah. For There's sure, that's a great point. Left. 18 games left, okay? So there's still lots of time. There's 18? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Like, like look at the 1-7 to seven in the West. Like, yeah, it's insane. They're all over 40 wins. Yeah. It's crazy. 7th um, and 8th in the East are, like, below 500, I believe. Yeah. Or Orlando and yeah. whoever. Well, we didn't talk about, I mean... It is like we talked about it briefly in a different pod, but I mean Durant is going to be healthy. Yeah, but he's not playing. They already said. Yeah, we. You know, they say this now. He was. I I would see him playing if Kyrie was there, but there's no Kyrie, so there's no point. There's no point. When's when's Kyrie done coming back? I think he's got a little while. He just had that big surgery. Oh right. Uh, I think it's an interesting question overall. Is just the timing of coming back because like. You're getting paid to play, bro. You're just going to have to step up and do it. I'm just kind of assuming – this is what I'm kind of assuming is like a July start. So they have June for their three-week training camp, July start, but that's obviously an assumption. Okay, so choose one team. Which team's coming out of the East? Which team's coming out of the West? Hmm. Uh, I'm going to go – it's going to be a very unpopular pick, but I'm picking the Bucks to come out of the East. Ooh. yeah, and for the West, that's probably the popular pick, though, around the world. I mean, for us Canadians, I mean, everybody wants the Raptors to do well, and I feel there is a chance the Raptors could do it. Set Mark Poirier. Yeah, <laughs> we'll leave him out of this. He loves and the out South. of the West. Out of the West, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Clippers. I think. Um, okay. I think just the depth and the pieces they added, they're just gonna be too much for the Lakers. If they could find a way to get rid of Pat Beverly, that'd be great. But uh, I don't think it's going to happen. Joseph, who do you got coming out of the East and the West? Well, I feel like all our answers are going to be I'm gonna, – I'm going to go off the board a little bit. Um, not in the East. I think the Bucks come out of the East anyways. But so I'm going to stick with what my pick was at the beginning of the year for the West – uh, with the Nuggets. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because okay. I I don't think I don't think the Lakers or the Clippers have a real answer for Jokic. That's, that's I I think I think Jokic is uh, a unique player. Yeah. I love watching Jokic play. Like he's one of the best passers. Yeah. As a big man, he's the best passer yeah. on his team. I'd say. Yeah. And, and they Jamal, got some young legs. They got and, some young legs. Oh, their bench, they can play 10 deep. Mm-hmm. And you never know who's going to give you 20 on any night. I think Jamal Murray is really underrated. Yeah. Well. yeah. 
He's going to be he's uh, and, and Paul Millsap too. Yeah. Like he is. You look up underrated in the di- in the dictionary. It's Paul Millsap. Yeah, that guy has been under- on any team he's played for. Every single team. Yeah, well, like every he single- couple All Star games, like yeah, but like his he does so much for like Atlanta and Utah and, and now. Yeah. Nuggets, like, and, I agree, I agree. and Jer and Jeremiah Grant or whatever his name is. Jeremy like, Grant, yeah. 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 He's he's, he's a he's, he's a beast. When when Millsap yeah. was out, he really stepped up. Yeah. And they got some young wings. And uh yeah, I I, like I think I think they could make a make a run. I'm just saying I'm just saying that because I know that it's gonna be Lakers or Clippers out of you guys. So Yeah, go ahead. and so East, I'm gonna go with the Raptors. Of um, course. I really believe in them. I believe in team. And I believe with a healthy Marcus All, they could stop the Greek freak. Um, that's the only team in the East I'm nervous Scary. about. Yeah. If not the Raptors, then it's the Bucks. Um, but I'm going Raptors. In the West, my heart says the Clippers. Heads my up. mind says the Lakers. Oof. Oof. So I, I honestly don't know. I think uh, I want to say Clippers as well because they're so deep and Kawhi and Paul George are going to be healthy. And, yeah, so I'm going Clippers, Raptors, Raptors take. Go back to back, all right? Back to back. That's such a Hear it now, thinking. all right? Here we go. Back to back, all right? I'm sick of all this. Kawhi won the championship. It was the Raptors that won the championship. We're going to take another one. Please. Okay. Upcoming years of free agency, there has there's no franchise player in this year's free agency. So, which teams are you most scared of for next year? Scared of in what way? There's going to be um, scared of in who's going to make the biggest impact, who's going to make the biggest changes, the biggest things. That, there are there are definitely good pieces out there, but there's no franchise changing free agents this year. So, which teams are going to emerge and? And kind of make a splash in the in the well, league next year. I think it's pretty obvious Brooklyn. Like, it's basically like they're adding a free agent right next year. Yeah, that's fair. Like two uh, almost because Kyrie's yeah, out. Yeah, basically, I I think and a new coach. Yeah, I think Brooklyn has some Probably. pieces. I don't know who they're all going to keep there because yeah. they have so much, right? Yeah, according to Kyrie. It's only going to be Kyrie, Durant, and DeAndre who's staying. So <laughs> yeah. no, he's had a few others, but. <laughs> he didn't say uh he didn't say Torian Prince. Shout out Torian Prince for liking our stuff on our Insta polls. Yeah, uh, Torian Prince. He yeah. didn't say a few others, but Yeah, it's I don't know. Yeah. So mine would be Brooklyn for sure. Okay. Uh I think I think for me in the East, Toronto. What they do with that Cal Lowry piece is gonna be interesting. Because I've seen a few articles about him going to Philly. And if they can clear some cap space by trading away Lowry. They can be big players for, for next Greek freak, for Greek to freak the next year. So, but they're not going to be a big splash this next year. Then you never know if they can do something with Lowry, they could get back somebody good. I mean, trust in Masai. I think in the West, you have to look at OKC. Wow. Chris Paul, Chris Paul has Chris Paul has kind of reinvented himself a little bit, and kind of shown that there's a little more left into him, which could be an attractive trade piece. Then you got all the draft picks and some young guys. Okay. So, because OK, OKC is sitting in the fifth place right now, right? If they can flip Chris Paul for something and set yourself up for the next couple of years, because 
The Lakers yeah. only got a couple of years left. Clippers, you never know because Kawhi could go wherever. Denver, they got a, they got some, they got some pieces. Utah, they can basically to get, they can basically just send them to the Knicks and take whatever they want because the Knicks will take yeah. that giant exactly. contract. Right. I think I think OKC is in an interesting position to not just set themselves up for this upcoming free agency, but for the next couple of years to be some to be some dominant powerhouses there. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty good. Well, I thought you guys were going to say this from the beginning, but we kind of mentioned them before is the Golden State Warriors. Uh, They're going to be back and they're going to be deadly, I think. And a healthy Steph Curry, healthy Clay Thompson at any time. I am. You're forgetting with the best piece, though. Draymond. Uh, Yeah. And and (laughs) Draymond's a good piece. Um, Another team I would look out for in the East. I know they've been terrible for a long time, but the Hawks with uh, Trey yeah, Young and John Collins, like yeah, all those young they, guys, what they can do to build it, and who and didn't they trade for Capella? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Capella. Like yeah, that's so, a that's a good core of Cam Reddish, of players DeAndre Hunter. And, they're great and players. They're Kevin Herter. Like I, they've got a lot yeah. of young players there. I, I'd I'd watch out for them. Maybe not next year, but maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's a good good point there, Drew. And then the Pelicans. You gotta say, I think Pelicans are gonna take a big step next year too. Um, but based on on just their team growth or adding yeah. somebody, just on team growth. Um, mm. I don't think they need to really go and make a splash anywhere. I think what they have is good, unless they flip Drew Holiday for something that fits, right? But I think Drew Holiday is like a. I think Drew Holiday fits there. I, yeah, I, I like. Do you give Ingram a max? No. Because he's he's coming off his rookie deal, he's gonna need to get somebody's gonna pay him. Somebody's gonna toss money his way. His thoughts? I don't think the sample size is there yet. Drew but Holiday you, is not on his rookie deal. No, no he's Ingram. talking about Ingram. Oh, Ingram! Yeah, you gotta pay him. You gotta pay him. I, I mean, you have to pay him in the sense that where else is that money gonna go? You gotta pay him. Yeah, I. But, like I, I agree, I would agree with Drew that the the sample size just really isn't there. He well, what's his averages? You guys got it? Can someone check that? His mm-hmm. averages are good. Yeah, yeah but, but and the games played are. But he his season this year has been like he's been had a lot of mostly he's played most games. But look at his stats since Zion came back. Yeah, that's been a. That's been a give and take, right? I think. So. For his one season in New Orleans, he's played 56 games yeah. with about 34 minutes. He's got uh, 24.3 points, which is good. Four and a half assists and six and a half rebounds, which is good That's for sure. Good. That's a good set line. And he's ascending. He's learning how to score and his body is hopefully getting stronger. But yeah. I, I would say pay that man. I think he's good. Okay. Who's the, who's the guy who got uh, traded to Charlotte for, um, from Boston for uh, Kemba? Terry Rozier? Yeah. He, I mean, he's that kind of same thing. Like, you don't really hear about him, but, I mean, that's because he might be in Charlotte. Yeah, Ter- Terry Rozier has been kind of I, – I expected a big year from him, but he's actually played pretty, like, averagely. <laughs> Yeah, Devonte well, Graham's definitely Devontae taking Graham. over that team. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, 
All right, let's go to another word from our sponsors. And then we're going to get into the NHL. Samara and Jane is an Australian-based accessories retailer with all of the latest fashion trends from around the world. Ladies, update your style game with gorgeous earrings, necklaces, and other jewelry for affordable prices. And guys, you can shop for that special lady in your life too. Use discount code SPORTSREV30 for 30% off your entire order. That's SPORTSREV30 for 30% off your entire order. Use discount code at checkout at SamaraAndJane.com. So there's been some news around that has come out about uh, Washington, Washington Capitals, uh, Brendan Leipzig, and um, I'll just uh, a group of Winnipeg-born hockey players connected with a sexist group chat are being either let go from their teams or investigated after screenshots from their private chat were made public earlier this week. The Washington Capitals placed Winnipegger Brendan Leipzig on unconditional waivers Friday, saying the team intends to terminate the $700,000 contract uh, he signed in July. Florida Panthers are investigating the situation, which involves one of their prospects, Jake uh, Rodewell, who's 26 years old. So um, I think we can all, we all know that this is definitely out of line. It's wrong. It's gross. Um, Does outside of their professional careers, does this, deserve being for them to be fired and let go and cut from teams um where do we draw the line in this and how does this relate to other things in major sports that have had similar um situations well i think like we we had a long discussion about this off air but like i think there is a double standard when it comes to these kinds of things because if uh like brendan leipzig i believe he's on his fourth team in five years. Like he's a, he's an up and down player. Uh, I think if we were talking about Austin Matthews or Sidney Crosby, it would be a completely different conversation. I think I slap on the wrist, like an apology and public, whatever. Um, but I think because it's just, just as easy for this team to let him go and fill in another up and down player. Uh, that's what happened. So, but again, I don't want to, I don't want to say that we're saying or condoning the behavior because we're not, but 100%. I think there is a double standard and, and it's, it's unfortunate that these guys who are still young guys are, their lives are basically ruined um, because of stuff that got dug up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I think there is a big double standard. Like you down, you brought up the Robert Kraft thing earlier. Um, he was caught in a prostitution ring. And, mm-hmm. the, and you know, the Patriots got slapped around a little bit. Um, these guys lost their jobs. Um, first and foremost, you got to wonder, um, is this the culture of sport? So I think in some areas it is, especially around like teams like, like basketball, so, uh, football, and hockey. But also like it goes deeper than that into like culture of society too. Like you could extend this conversation to all sorts of things. I think as, as a pro athlete, you are held in a higher regard in how you conduct yourself fairly or unfairly. You're always in the spotlight. Like, like we talked about tweets, 
you know, from years ago before they, you know, even started playing professionally, get dug up just like politicians. And so it's definitely wrong. I, I don't think the punishment fits the crime, really. Um, you think it's pressure or less? I mean, I don't, I don't think you get fired for it, but definitely, I don't know. That for me, I don't think you get fired for it because, you know, it's not like there's tons of hockey jobs out there, right? Like there's a limited amount of jobs and you're just going to blacklist this guy. Well, like, I think even if you looked at it. We, we have video of Joe Mixon hitting somebody, right? Yeah. And, and he's, didn't he hit a woman on video and he's in the NFL? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. like, and, and I think, yeah, it's, it's obviously horrible. There's two sides to every story. And you wonder how this even came out in the first place. Like when are these chats from? The one, the one thing I would say is like, if you worked for a bank and it came out, the bank would most likely let you go, right? It's not going to just be a slap on the wrist. Yeah. Right. Because that. you're, as these guys are professional athletes, they're representing their franchises. And I, don't th- I don't think if it was a bank, it'd be as, as big of a deal. Yeah. But they still probably let you go. If they, if they even found out. Yeah, if they it's found not, out. It's, right. not, it's not like TD's got a guy surfing you know, Twitter being like, okay, I'll, I got thousands of employees. Let's look them all up. I mean, sure, they might do that when they hire you, but you know what I mean? Like, I, I get what you're saying. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's just a tough, it's a tough thing. It's a stupid mistake by young guys. And it speaks to more about how men in sport view women regardless. Yeah, and I think at the end of the day, we're hoping that, you know. We're hoping for better. We're hoping that this guy, these guys, they learn their lesson. And maybe this will inspire other guys to learn their lessons too. With that, let's jump into the rest of the NHL. The optimism also around the NHL is that the NHL is going to return this season. This is going to finish off the season. Um, I don't know the details of if they want to jump right into the playoffs or finish off the season and then do the playoffs. That's a big um, deal. Um, I know they're floating around lots of ideas of where they want to do it, uh, where they want to play it out. I think they want to have a remote city for all the teams to play. I think that's the idea for NBA too. But um, Could you imagine having NHL and NBA finish in Vegas? <laughs> How much of a gong show that would be? That would be pretty crazy. Yeah, I think it'd be hard to uh, monitor. and they'd have to, I think you'd have to split them up. Well, yeah, you split them up, but like if you had no, I mean like two different cities. Oh, I don't think it can handle all together. Yeah, I don't think I don't think you could do hockey in Vegas because there's a team in Vegas. Well, the, the, they talked about doing hockey in Toronto, and same with the NBA. I don't know why they're floating around Toronto because it's still like COVID central in this Canada. COVID central, yeah, but I don't know why that's even being talked. But I don't know, maybe that doesn't play a factor because um, there's no fans in the stands anyway. Um, right. But I guess the players that are living there live at their houses, so that's more comfortable. But they're all millionaires. I'm pretty sure they're all living pretty comfortable. Um, okay, so just like we said for the NBA, NHL, who benefits most from the shutdown? Which team is emerging from the East and the Western conferences? Um, I think the old guys are going to benefit the most. Like Pittsburgh, Washington in the East. Uh, Vegas potentially in the West. Even even Edmonton's kind of kind of up there. Like the teams with with elder statesmen are going to benefit the most. 
because they're given time to rest up. I mean, I, I think hockey is one of the, the leagues that is a real physical grind because there's a lot of contact. And um, to play 82 games plus playoffs is a lot of, is a lot of, a lot of work on the body. So to have a break would, would help. Um, to be honest, who's coming out of the East? It looks like Boston. I mean, I think we're kind of similar on this because they've kind of been, they've been very dominant the whole season. If I had to pick a dark horse, I'm not, I'm not counting out Washington. I, I like them a lot just because I, I love Ovi. And in the West, uh, I'll, I'll go with the, I'll go with the blues again. They've kind of been, it, you would expect them to have a cup. What is it? Recession or, you know, hangover, but they've done really well. Yeah. And of yeah. course, I, as my dark horse being the Homer that I am, I got to pick the jets and yeah. cross my fingers. Maybe we'll get out of the first round in reality, but. We'll line up with I think Vegas Knights in the first round if that's how it goes right yeah. now. Well, I think they're I think they're floating the idea of a twenty team playoff. Oh, wow. oh yeah. Uh, so four extra teams. Okay. Wow. Um, but hey, I guess because yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of controversy about do you go by points or points per game as all sorts of craziness. Yeah. Drew, Drew, did you hear anything about what they want to do with the draft? Uh, they- I I haven't heard anything about that. Um, okay. I heard some stuff about mandatory face shields for everybody and <laughs> and no fighting and so i don't know how that's going to go down yeah, how do you think that affects the game how do you think especially that especially in playoff hockey like yeah that intensity is part of it uh without without fans i think hockey is one of the sports that benefits the most from the energy that the fans bring um and yeah i uh i don't know how it's going to go but uh, I do know that I do like the Bruins coming out of the East, even though it pains me to say that. Um, <laughs> not your father-in-law, my, though. It no, not father-in-law. my father-in-law. He loves them. Uh, my, dark, my dark horse in, in the East would be Philly. Yeah. Um, they've really picked it up. Uh, Carter Hart looks like the real deal, their goalie. Uh, and they've always been able to put the puck in the net it's always been keeping it out of their own net that that's been tough and in the in the west uh the avalanche uh if you look at their goal differential they're they're plus 46 uh which is 14 better than what the blues are in first place yeah uh and i i like i think nathan mckinnon uh gets overlooked a lot in the best player in the nhl discussion yeah. Uh, super fast. Comes from the same place as Sidney Crosby. So I think he gets overshadowed a lot. I, I love watching Nathan McKinnon play and Gabriel Landeskog there. Uh, and Nazem Kadri's on their team too. Yeah, yeah. I love Nazem Kadri. Uh, so I'd love to see Colorado go for a run. I lo- best jerseys in the league still. So I uh, love it. Love it. Um, yeah, I got, Col- I got Colorado – benefiting the best from this uh this shutdown because they have so many injuries to like Rantanen, Kadri, Grubar, and um they're already a top heavy team already so this added depth is just gonna you know they're gonna they're gonna be pretty deadly I think they're gonna benefit the most um team coming out of the east I'm going with Sid the Kid and uh the the Penguins I got Mm. them coming up 
they're going to make their title run. I, I, I don't know why I'm such a big uh, Crosby fan, but uh, um, maybe because it's Jason Burge. I'm a big Jason Burge fan. Congrats uh, to Jason Burge, too. Cra- congrats to Jason Burge, yes. Biggest adopted baby. Papa Burge. And um, we got to get Burge on the show. That's a definite. He's, a, he's definitely a sports reverend and also a Dallas Cowboys fan. Um, we got to get Jason Burge on this show. <laughs> and um, coming out of the West, oh, this is tough. East. Uh, you said Colorado. No. No, I, I like said Colorado. Colorado. He, he just said Pittsburgh Colorado. for East. Yeah, I was saying Colorado's benefits most oh, from this. Yeah, okay. Um, Sorry. Um, West, obviously, I love the Jets too. And um, I like your pick of the Blues, Joel. Uh, We'll see. Yeah, blues are the blues are gonna make it. Um, I'll say the blues. Okay, with the Pittsburgh Penguins winning the cup, that's my prediction. Uh, All right. Uh, just be- before you wrap up today, I just clicked on ESPN. NASCAR is coming back this weekend. Boo. I know it's I know it's boring, <laughs> but it's another it's another major thing in the states, right? That's yeah. better than their virtual NASCAR that they've been trying to do. Yeah, and virtual F one formula, whatever it's called. They've 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 posted a lot of a lot of new rules, um, to help like figure this all out, and I think that's pretty because that's another sponsor driven thing, right? Another another thing that's opening up and sports coming back. Even though they all they do is turn left, yeah. They, <laughs> like, you know, it's another thing that Americans love, so. I had one more NHL question. Which Canadian team has the best chance to bring the cup home to Canada? Ooh. This, this year? year? This year, yeah. Uh, I guess it'd have to. Oh. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going to, say, I'm going to say Calgary. I like them. I like Johnny Goudreau. I like that kid. I, I think I'm going to say the Oilers just because yeah. they have the best player out of all the – Canadian teams. I was going to say Edmonton too, but since you said Edmonton, I'll go with the Winnipeg Jets. Who didn't pick the hometown Toronto, eh? Did the, oh, no. Uh, <laughs> do the Canucks have a, a have an actual sh- shooting chance in your opinion, Drew? Uh, yeah. They're, I think they'll make the playoffs. Yeah, I think they'll make the playoffs too. Yeah. Um, young team. And any, like hockey, anything can happen in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, like, so like Tampa, Tampa Bay got swept last year. Yeah, that's yeah. wild. That's in wild. the first, like, and they won the President's Trophy, I think. Yeah, yeah. like, yeah, exactly. And got swept by Columbus. And especially with this added uh, thing of COVID and making big changes, I think there's going to be wonky things throughout NHL playoffs. <laughs> well, no NBA team will playoffs. really, no team will have a home t- home ice advantage. Really, that's right. yeah, that's yeah, huge. Yeah. So, so that's going to be fun. I'm excited for when all this comes back. It's going to be epic is what I'm saying. All right, fellas. I think that's it for our show today. Did you guys do anything good in your lives this week? Um, Any good deeds? I jumped on this podcast with you. That was my good deed for the week. Uh, On Sunday for Mother's Day, we actually, uh, my wife and I, drove around to all the mothers in our in our church and gave out carnations yeah, that's, so a, that's a good thing that was our social distancing mother's day gift so that was fun were they surprised yeah they were all surprised and 
only one of them wasn't home, so we just left it in the mailbox. But everyone else was home, and it, we got to see them, so that was good. It's Selkirk. Doesn't it? No one locks their doors. You could have walked right in. <laughs> everyone corner. locks their doors in Selkirk, believe Oh, me. yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been uh, putting together there's a few there's a list of few of our uh kids and youth that don't have any devices that they can do zoom calls from and stuff and mm. uh this weekend is our youth conference that's happening um it's called uprising so we're getting all these devices out there so that we can uh, get a bunch of kids on our zoom youth conference uh, it's going to be about a thousand kids on zoom and whoever added it on top of that will be on youtube live and uh, so it should be a good time. So that's that's the good deeds we've been working together to do. All right, boys, it's been a, been a good one. I want to debate with you more. Uh, we definitely got to do a, a NBA talk about NBA's top 100 because it's still burning a hole in my heart. Um, so we'll get to that Monday. We're gonna do the last part of the MJ doc. And um, it's kind of sad, you know. I just want that documentary to keep going. Um, but that's what's gonna be. That's what's. That's what's. That's what's doing. So let's go. Uh, say say goodbye. Peace. Peace. Peace.